Open your Bibles to Daniel. We're going to get over there. Today we're starting a new series, and it's called Uncommon. And, uh, man, I, I'm looking forward to what God is going to speak during this series to us, this series dealing with the idea of living life differently. And, um, and so we're going to get there in a moment. But before we go past, I want to look back to last week. And I, I cast vision last week. You know, we're in two full services. We're, we're casting vision for a new sanctuary, not just because of the sanctuary, but this, you're all sitting in the kids' room. You all know that, right? And you know there's 10 women like Stephanie in this church right now, 10 women pregnant. Can you believe that? That's awesome. Man, if you don't want a baby, don't drink the water. I'm serious. Man, you just get pregnant walking up in here. But um, but yeah, there's 10 women. I mean, I'm, I told you when we hit that $200,000 mark that we will be able to begin to secure our contractor and get our architectural drawings like ready for breaking ground. And then when we carry that last hundred from April 14th to the end of the year, that's nine months. Shout nine months. That's what it takes to birth a baby, amen? That's what it's going to take to birth a building, amen? And so when it comes down to it, our first goal, I told you last week, was to hit that 43,000. That's, that's what we needed to get us to the 200,000 mark. We had 157,000. And you know what's crazy? Between last Sunday and now, we had somebody give a $5,000 gift. We had somebody give a $1,000 gift. Um, we had, yeah, give God some praise. <laughs> And this is when you know God's in it. I go, and, I, I, and a man that I know who's a businessman doesn't even go to this church, but he believes in what God is doing through you people. Amen? That's awesome. And he slides this check. You ready for this? This is a check from a man that does not go to our church for $14,500. What? What? Man, yeah, man, where's, where's my stick, where's my stick, no, I'm teasing, that was, you missed last week, you, you understand that, but, but um, no, so here's the thing, that, that means that over half of that first goal, we said by Palm Sunday, we want to hit that 43,000 mark, and so we're asking you to pray about what you can bring on Palm Sunday, that largest gift between now and then, it'd be amazing if next week it's done, Amen. But between now and Palm Sunday, and then that pledge between Palm Sunday and the end of the year to make up that next hundred, and, 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 and I'm not a big pushy person on money. We just cast the vision last week. You know what it looks like. So I just couldn't believe, I mean, over half of what that first goal is, so we only have 20000 left on that, and we can go get some real pretty drones, amen, and get everything locked in. Woo! Now listen, that's a celebration of, 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 of nickels. And, and I think nickels are one thing, but you know your pastor. I love to celebrate noses more than nickels. What is God doing with people more than money, amen? Amen? And so in the last two Sundays, over 20 people have been baptized. Yeah, 20 people. The majority of those, not that it discounts, I'm not discounting child baptism when they're young. My boy was seven last week and got baptized. I'm not discounting that. But the majority of those were adults. Amen? And today in the first service, we had a couple people baptized. We're going to have people baptized in this service. And, and here's the thing. I want you to prepare your hearts. This word that God has given me, if during the course of this day, you're like, God, I need to get baptized. We have extra towels. We have everything. And there will be time at the end of this day. And I'll tell you why there's time. Because God messed my sermon up. I was preparing. I've, I've got so much of a word for this series. And um, you like it when God does that, huh? It's like, it's like Jesus is so much of a better preacher than Ross. It's the truth. 
It's the truth. And so last night, I came in here around eight last night and just chopped my sermon in half. And the reason why, I just felt like all week he was like saying, you've got a good word. I've given you this word. It's just too much for one day. Your pastor's never done that before. (laughs) And what did we learn last month about capacity, creating capacity? And so I just really felt like we're supposed to create some capacity today. I got a word. It's going to get us started on this series. And um, and we're going to go to baptism and worship a little more and and just let God do what God's going to do. Amen? So... Let me tell you a little bit. This came out of my heart um, in September. The Lord began to speak that word about more in 2019 over our house. And when I went on my prayer retreat, I go on a prayer retreat every January by myself, and it's usually just in the woods. And I just, I love the woods. And so I'll go to the woods for two and a half days, pray, write. And I was reading through the book of Daniel while I was on this retreat by myself, and just really wanting to seek God, um, what are you trying to tell me about, about walking in more, about walking in excellence, about walking and living differently? You know, Daniel was this guy that was taken from the, the Israel and brought into Babylonian exile, Babylonian captivity in 605 BC, and, and with it, separated from the life he knew and placed in a world that was not his own. How many know y'all been placed in a world that is not your own, all right, as Christ followers. And so I'm just reading Daniel, and God's just starting to speak to my heart, and it was a powerful retreat. About scared me to death, though, one night. One night, I'm laying there, and, and, and a bear, well, I heard a tree fall, boom, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, oh, I wake up, and I'm, that, was, that was a tree, and then the tree started to move. <laughs> Trees don't move, and so I'm laying in the hammock all by myself. I'm like in my bear burrito, and and I, I, and, and, and I was almost 30 pounds heavier at that time, and I'm just laying there like, this thing's going to kill me. And so I can hear it, trees just, you know. And um, so I unzip the thing, and, and, I, and I take my, my knife out. Yes, because I'm fierce. No. No, it's, it's, it's got a plastic sheath, and, and, I, and I grab the, the, the headlight off me, and I, and I smack them together, and I squeal like a, like a, like a, third grade girl. I was like, ah! And I hear, you know, and that was that. Thank God. And, and because I've been around that a lot through the years, I, I went right to sleep. No big deal. But a few days later, I come home, and it was Susan's property. She allowed me to use up in North Georgia. Thank you so much. But Susan comes to me afterwards and says, hey, did you run into any bear? And I said, yes, I did. And she said, well, I wandered. Here, look. And she shows me a picture from a trail cam of a bear, okay? And I go, white, when she shows this to me. And the reason why, I wasn't worried about the bear, okay? I just realized, oh my gosh, I've been camping for two and a half days. Where are those stinking trail cams? (laughs) God is my witness. Did I go white? (laughs) And she, I discreetly try to let her know that, that there may be some unseemly pictures of your, your pastor um, en route to the loo. And, um, and, and so I asked her, I was like, can you please find out from this fella? His name's Joe. And she said, yeah. And then I said, please tell me he's not a millennial. I love millennials. I do. I love you. Okay. But I just knew if he was millennial, I'd be on YouTube. I'd be on Chapsnat, you know, I'd be on all that stuff, you know. And um, 
So what does it have to do with anything? Nothing. It's just a funny story. <laughs> no, no. But really, to be honest, I mean, the exposing, I mean, when I, when I realized how bare, how exposed, you know, but that's how I felt. Not, not physically exposed, but I was on my prairie tree. I just felt like the Lord was exposing my heart. And he was saying, Ross, you struggle with excellence. There's things that you don't allow yourself to be set apart from, okay? And I'm just going to be honest. You guys know my struggle. Um, 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 things like buffets, Okay. I'm just being honest, you know, y'all go to porn, I go to pancakes. I mean, it don't matter. I mean, like, it's like, it's just, I'm, it's one thing's another thing, you know? Right. Okay, so, and in effect, and it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's only funny if it's not hurtful, and it's hurtful, so stop, okay? <laughs> but what came down to it was, was um, I realized, man, there's just so many things that I just, I don't set apart. I don't set myself apart. I don't, I don't say, God, you're so much worth to me that I want to be excellent for you. I want to push this aside and do whatever it takes. I want to live, everybody shout this word when I say it, I want to live uncommon. uncommon. Yeah. yeah. God, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I want to live differently. I, I don't need to be controlled by the lust of my hunger, you know, just like you don't need to be controlled by the lust of whatever it is for you or the pride of life or, or, or the, the, pride, the, 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 the pride of the eyes, the lust of the eyes. You know, all of us have something. And so as I read through the book of Daniel, God was messing me up, and I saw how this young man and those other young men, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, how all of those guys, they had postured themselves differently from those around them. There was within their lives a sense, because they were God's children, a call to live differently. And can I just say this right now? I believe us in the American church today, we don't even know what that call looks like. You know? I know I thought that this next series would be just a real fun little feely good relational, you know, and we're going to get to relationships because we need to walk uncommon honor when it comes to our relationships, amen? We need to walk in uncommon purity when it comes to how we live out our, our lifestyle with our bodies, amen? And we're going to get there, <coughs> but the thing with it was just that idea that these guys, they lived Differently, lived uncommon. And I believe as we are going into this season of more for our church, there is an uncommon spirit that is rising up within us. And it's a drawing, not because your pastor's gonna hoop and shout and get you excited. No, it's a drawing from the Holy Spirit Himself inviting you to live differently. Is that good? And if he invites us to live differently, he will empower us to live differently. If he says, come on, walk in the uncommon way I have for you, he'll give you uncommon abilities, an uncommon strength. Man, but I get discouraged. He'll bring you uncommon hope. Amen? Man. And so I just believe that God is in this place calling us to be set apart. Amen? I told you a few day, weeks ago, the measurement of this house, the law of this house, the word said, is holy. And that means to be set apart. He's setting us as a, a body and as individuals apart. Not better, I'm just saying apart. Okay? And so with that, God is calling you to be set apart from what? From those who are satisfied with faith that is just fashionable. Yeah, you can applaud at that. And I don't say that to look down my nose, you know, at somebody else, because at times I think my faith is fashionable, not functional. I don't want faith fashion over function. Amen? I believe God is setting us apart from those whose beliefs are so barely lived out that they look unbelievable to a lost world. I believe that God is setting us apart 
from those who treat God and the work of God and his kingdom as an afterthought. I don't want to be a Christ follower in America waking up every morning saying, what's Babylon doing? What's Nebuchadnezzar, the king of this world, doing? What, what, how can I match up? How can I walk up in that? Lord, I want to wake up in the morning going, God, what are we up to today? What kind of uncommon goodness are you going to lead me into? What kind of uncommon challenge are you going to place on me? What kind of, listen, uncommon rebuke are you going to give? And I'm going to receive gladly because God, a father, disciplines his children. Amen. Oh, I come up with some uncommon disciplines, don't I, Amy, when it comes to my parenting? I, I just had one recently. I won't, no, I'm not, no, no, I'm not going to say it. But, um, but it cost my kid 20 bucks. I won't say which one because of something. I like that. I got a new form of discipline where I make money. I love it. It's good. It's good. But no, daddy's discipline. I want uncommon rebuke at times if I need it. And so I don't believe we will experience more in 2019 if we don't understand what it looks like to answer the call to live differently. Daniel answered that call. And while he was in this land of Babylon in 605 BC, underneath the rule of, of a king, man, he was answerable to the king. Amen. And next week, we're going to look a little bit about this because I feel there's some comparisons between modern-day USA and Babylon. And, and I don't get real political all the time, but, but, but just when it's necessary, amen? And I feel the church needs to be uncommon in some things, amen? And this world and our own country is trying to get us to get real common in some stuff. And so I want to speak to that a little bit next week as we look at, 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 at Daniel. And so when we get into next week, we're going to look at some of the things that leads, leads Daniel up to that place of his uncommon encounter that he has. But today I just want to kind of touch base on a few things and then let the Lord just touch our hearts as we worship, as we go to baptism and such. So here's the thing. When it came down to it, you had this king, Nebuchadnezzar, who had a dream. He could not interpret the dream, but some Somebody who had an uncommon relationship with God could. Because people that have uncommon relationships with the Lord, they have uncommon insight. Amen? They have uncommon um, wisdom. They have, it's not their own. It's nothing they can brag about. They have uncommon sense of, of, of God speaking. And so God's speaking to Nebuchadnezzar through a dream. But listen, the king needed Daniel to help him understand what God was trying to tell him. Now, all through this story, we're going to be seeing this week and next, that there's two main players, all right? So everybody say, there's two players. Players. There's two. There's, there's king. Say king. And there's Daniel. Let's say it again. There's the king. And there's Daniel. Now, obviously, God's here too, but there's just two people that are interacting here that I really want to point out. And so this dream comes to him. He needs it interpreted. And Daniel was amongst the wise people that he would counsel and get information from. Um, and so with that, he's called for all his normal people. He's called for what's called the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans were astronomers, astrologers, people that were thought of as wise, and, and a lot of it was wisdom in their own self, and even demonic wisdom. And so the Chaldeans answered the king and said, there's not a man on on earth who can meet the king's demand for no great and powerful king has asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or chaldean now watch this verse 11 love this the thing that the king asks is difficult and no one can show it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh 
Now watch this, because what does Daniel do? Daniel dwells with God, amen? He abides with God. He's got an uncommon connection with God because he's gone after this uncommon connection with God. And I can almost hear Daniel hearing that and Daniel going, well, I beg to differ. I beg to differ because there's a God that walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I'm his own. There's a God, amen, that I got this kind of connection with. That, that Daniel had that living relationship with this living God. But that king couldn't understand it. And so, you know what? I, I love this. If you look here in, in Daniel 2, I didn't put this on the screen. This is just some words of worship. So before he gets into really interpreting the dream, I love it. Daniel's just like, I need to worship my God. I'm not going to tell you yet what you need to hear. You need to hear who my God is. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. To whom belongs wisdom and might, not your Chaldeans, not your astronomers. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He's telling this to the king. Amen? He'll, he'll have no Lord before him, is what it's saying here. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. How many want to know some deep and hidden things? Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knows that is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks. I give praise for you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. When he went into this, like not like some of these modern day prophets that get all boisterous and get the mindset of the people looking at them and I have a word for you and it'll only cost you if you'll call 1888 and cost this amount of money, I'll give you the word. Yeah, no, no, he was just so humble and he just said, look at my God. My God's given me this wisdom and then he blew their minds, amen? Then he dropped the truth, that uncommon truth that came because he had an experience with that uncommon God, amen? And so then what we see at the backside of this, Daniel 2, 27 through 28, can show to the king and said, no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. But there is a God in heaven. I can stop right there, amen? That, that's all. And he knew that because of his uncommon relationship with God. He knew that. I can't wait till next week to look at about three different things that walk out to this place of this encounter that he has that, that, that God set him apart, set him apart for, amen? And I'll just say it this way. God will set you apart for things, amen? First, he'll set you apart from things, but then he'll set you apart for things. That's the story of, of Daniel. He, he was set apart from stuff be, but, but, but he was set apart from it for some stuff. You know, if you have a business guy in here today, you know, you know you've got to figure out what your why is when you're doing things, right? Your why, it's so important. And man, it's not that God's just saying, hey, stop doing this. No, why? Why do you stop? Because I'm about to do something. There's some four I'm setting you apart for, amen? Remember I said this year, more of God, more for God, more from God. He set us apart for some stuff, amen? Amen? So with this, we can see, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He's made known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. And so we see two players, say a king and Daniel. Say Daniel. Yeah. Now this king, listen, one of the players had blinded vision and one of the players could see clearly because he lived differently than the king. There was a clarity in his understanding. There was a clarity in his, 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 his ability to hear from the Lord and to act upon that because he had this uncommon connection, if you will. And God is not a respecter of persons. This is an invitation 
from God to draw close. Next week, we'll look at some of the things that it looks like to draw close to, to God. And so this here we see the reason why he's moving is because he had this uncommon pursuit of God. And I want that as a church. I want that for myself. More in 2019, if all it is is getting stuff from God. If, listen, if more in 2019 just means a building, we've missed it all. If that's all it means, it's just, but, but, but no, if it means there's a God in heaven and we're learning what it looks like, his true disciples not those that just call ourselves Christians, but truly those who are just drawing close in pursuit of him. And we're learning to hear his voice and his heart and his desires. And, and yes, like I said, his rebukes. And man, that's what it's all about. He has set us apart, I believe, to walk in excellence. He set us apart to give us a more excellent spirit. That was something that I lit on when I was on my prayer retreat. It was in Daniel 5, verse 12, and it messed me up because it says this, because an excellent spirit, known in this Daniel, meaning to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. When I read that, <coughs> I really felt convicted. Because of an excellent spirit. Another translation says it this way. Because of a more excellent spirit. I like that, you know. You think more excellent, that means it's in comparison to something. Yeah, yeah. These Chaldeans and these other young men that they were a part of this, this group with. We'll talk more about it next week. Yes, he was able to have more of an excellent spirit. I've told you before, favor is not fair. There was this extra special touch on him. There was more of an excellent spirit upon him because of some things. I can't wait to break that down. But listen here, when it comes down to it, there is a king, shout, a king? And there is a Daniel in this story. There's a king that can't see clearly and needs the Daniel to be able to come and speak. And I just want to tell you one thing today as we go forward. You can be king. You literally can be lord of your life. You can rule and reign your time, your agenda. You can rule and reign your decisions. Well, it's what I want. You, you can do that. You can be king. You can be lord over your life, all right? You can be king or you can be a Daniel. You hear me? You can be a king or you can be a Daniel. I just want to declare in this house, be a Daniel. You know why? Because you already have a king. Amen. 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 Be a Daniel because you already have a king. That's Jesus. And that king has invited you into uncommon pursuit of him. That king has invited you into this neat relationship with him that he's drawing you to. <laughs> and yes, it's a relationship that, is, that sets us apart. And not sets us apart in a way that we ever have pride. Amen? There's nothing worse than Christian arrogance. There's just not. You know? So it's not to set us apart as proud. Somebody help me. Prideful. Yes. I was struggling with that. Prideful, no. It's to set us apart for God who will in uncommon ways make himself known in and through our lives. And so you can be king. Here's the problem about it. You can be king. I, did, I, did I miss a passage of scripture? I did. Go back here to, to, to I did, I missed a passage of scripture. I knew something. I fast forward twice, two pages. So you can be king. He set himself apart from, but also what he set himself apart for. And what we start to see is people begin to rally against him. They're seeing this favor on his life, and they start to come against him. And the only thing the Bible says they could find fault in him was in his relationship with his God. Wouldn't that be neat? Y'all look into my life, you'll find fault with a lot of stuff. Ask Amy. 
you know. But that's all they can find fault in. And so he had this uncommon encounter that happens. And watch this, what happens. They, they end up, I'll explain it next week. They end up making this decree, and he disobeys the king because he will not allow the king to be his leader. He's going to allow God to be his leader. He does what he's going to do. He's praying to God three times a day. He's seeking that uncommon pursuit of the Lord. And next thing you know, he's going to be thrown into the lion's den. This king loves Daniel. He, he has appreciated Daniel. He's seen Daniel interpret his dreams. But, but the decree, the law went forth. He has to honor what he spoke or he would lose the respect in his people. And so with it, they put him in the lion's den. And watch what happens. Daniel 6, 19 through 23. Then at the break of day, the king arose, and he went in haste to the den of lions. And as he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? And then Daniel said to the king, O um, o king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him and also before you. O king, I have done no harm. And then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. We see those players again, king and Daniel. And in this, it wasn't that he didn't face lions. Yes, he did. He faced the lions. But because of his uncommon pursuit of God and the things that came out of that, he had this uncommon encounter where God was in the midst of him facing the lion, right there in the middle of it. And here's what's beautiful. I love this. When we see this, like I said, you can be king or you can be the Lord of your life. <clears throat> the problem is you can be king, but what will happen is you'll spend your life looking in at what God can do. That's what, that's what Nebuchadnezzar is doing. You know, hey, Daniel, speak me, to me this word. Hey, Daniel, this. Hey, Daniel, that. And now, ultimately, he's looking into the den, and he's hollering out to Daniel. And he is getting the opportunity to look into what God can do rather than being in the middle of what God is doing. That's a huge difference, y'all. God wants that for us. I believe that's, that's set apart for set apart folk. I believe God draws us to another place, another, another place of discipleship, and, and, and which has that root of discipline, that, that place of prayer, that place of connecting with Him, that place where you're mindful of Him. You're not waking up in the morning without God and His kingdom on, on your mind, you know? So you can be king or you can be Daniel, but like I said, be a Daniel because you already have a king. Be a Daniel because you'll get to experience what God can do for yourself. So what does it look like to live uncommon, to live different, to live in such a way like Daniel, set apart from the rest? What does that look like? You know, here in, here in our country, we, we have a saying, you'll hear this, only God can judge me. Have you heard that saying? You guys heard that saying, right? Only God, am I alone? Only God can judge me. They, really, really bad tattoos of only God can judge me, you know? No regrets, you know? I mean, no regrets. No, we've all seen that, right? <laughs> um, um. You know what that is to me when I hear only God can judge me? I hear excuses, excuses. I, I hear, you know what, my creator made me and hasn't judged me. Well, can I be? But I'm going to do whatever I want and somehow look at him and say, God, only you can judge me. Well, can I tell you he has and you've been found wanting. Amen? Just being honest. Now, not, not nobody in here. Amen, amen. Nobody here, nobody in here. I'm just saying out there. 
out there, though the world, right? Babylon, yeah, 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 not us. Can I tell you what the word Daniel means? Daniel means this, God is my judge. There's a lot of difference between only God can judge me and God is my judge. God, you're my judge. That means you look at my life and there's things on this side and that side of the balances and you have called me to be separate for your purpose. There's things you want me to do and there's things you don't want me to do. There's things you're separating me from and there's things you're separating me for. Why? Because like Daniel, you are my judge. Not only can God judge me like nobody else can. No, no, God is my judge. I think if, if you think about it, if, if Daniel was to look in America, <laughs> he would say, yes, he is. He is your judge. We need to understand that. But you know what the name Nebuchadnezzar gave to Daniel? Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar. And what Belteshazzar means, Bel, protect the king. Bel. In other words, our lesser God, that one that had no word for the king in the night, that one that had no ability to shut a lion's mouth, but Bell protect the king. And here's the thing I feel. I feel like when it comes down to us, it's time we stop letting everything else be our protection and everything else be our strength and everything else be our peace and everything else be our joy. And we welcome the judgment of the Lord because it begins in the house of the Lord, the word says. Amen. Judgment's good. It means we're being set apart for something. And I believe it's uncommon good things. Amen? Oh, but it might come on the backside of some uncommon discipline. That's all. Everybody say, that's all right. Say, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is trying to set us apart for something. And that's what baptism is. It's a picture of being set apart. And um, here in a moment, we're going to baptize Diana Masanis. And I'm, and I'm sure there may be some others. If, 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 if you feel like you need to be baptized today, we have extra towels, etc. But listen, when it comes to the idea of being set apart, the baptismal waters have always been a place where people have been set apart. Jesus, he was set apart for his ministry in the baptismal waters. John the Baptist had a baptism of repentance and people were set apart from their sin in the baptismal waters. When it came to people converting even to Judaism, back in the day, they would have the word, the law read over them and then they would be baptized and baptized in baptismal waters, separating them to the faith, you know? I love this, naming the leper. In other words, something to name his life set apart from his disease in baptismal waters, amen? In other words, something to name his life was eating away at him. And it was in baptismal waters that that was washed away. Now, listen, there's no... There's nothing magical in these waters, you know, not at all. But it's kind of weird. I, I didn't even realize this until God did this two Sunday nights ago where sovereignly seven people just started coming up wanting to be baptized after service was almost over. And some of them had baptized before years ago. Some was like, man, I'm struggling with addiction, my wife and I, and I just, we want to lay that aside. And they were baptized. And, and theologically, I, I get it. This is a place of profession of faith. It's a place where we say, I identify with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. He died the death I should die. It was buried the burial I should have and rose again so that by his spirit, I can rise again. Amen. I recognize, I recognize the illustration of the watery grave and things are passed and they go down to the water and, and, and they're buried. You know, I get that. But, but two weeks ago when that happened sovereignly, people started coming the last couple of weeks, I started looking into it and I didn't realize there's a movement around the country of God just using the tank as a way of a contact, you know? And so I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now, we're gonna go back into worship. I'm gonna baptize someone first. 
we go back into worship and you come quickly. If you want baptized, come over here so I can talk to you and we'll baptize you today. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.